0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show.
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for July the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the Blueprint for Liberty, the Supreme Law of the Land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're also convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. The only question is, will they let us remain peaceful? Or we'll be forced to take up arms in our own self-defense. Time will tell. We pray for peace. A quick recap of Monday and Tuesday's broadcast. Why? Because my computer crashed yesterday. Couldn't get it done. Got it back online again. Believe it or not, we added up about an hour and a half after the show. So there you go. We are an IT team here, ladies and gentlemen. We can take care of that engineering. And then thank heavens to the Lord Almighty. We can babble pretty good when it comes to politics, too. How's that? Everybody's babbling. Thanks for Thanks for listening. All right. Um, quick thing to know. We've been working on the uh, iPhone and Android apps for the Liberty News. I'm sorry, for the uh, Loving Liberty Radio Network. And, man, they're getting good. We're putting some cool features in there, baby. Hang tight. Learn about it. LovingLiberty.net. Download the app and listen live and on demand today, would you please, and await those incredible additions we're bringing out. All right. On uh, Monday, we had two guests on First Hour Low Nelson Campaign for Liberty.org, and we talked about, you know, big pharma incentives billions of dollars for the vaccine manufacturers you know they're ecstatic about COVID-19 you know that they're just loving it it reminds me when I was selling radio advertising you know I'd go to the pharmacy and I'm like how's things going and they're like man it's horrible nobody's sick no one's buying any medications you know then I roll to the mortuary hey how are things going you know oh it's horrible nobody's dying it's just awful and it's like and you go to the pharmaceutical companies and they're like this is incredible Wow. All right. We also talked about a doctor in Layton, Utah, who says, hey, man, there's a big difference in the number of cases and the number of sick, and the number of cases do not reflect the number of sick. He's making a point. We can't focus on cases. We got to focus on deaths. Even hospitalizations don't necessarily count because a lot of people are going to the hospital that don't need to be. We also talked about the fact that the hospitals simply are not full, and we need to get back to living, ladies and gentlemen. What will keep us safe from the COVID-19? The answer is your immune system. How do you make your immune system strong? Vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, plenty of good water, plenty of good rest, plenty of exercise, plenty of going outside in fresh air, staying away from masks. <laughs> All right, we're talking about the second wave, ladies and gentlemen. J.B. Hanley wrote an article. He says, what second wave? Not even close. This thing's bogus. All right, we also talked about an essay by a Brown professor, Dr. Andrew Bostom is his name, entitled COVID-19 Herd Immunity Without Vaccination. Imagine a guy writing an article like that that's a Brown professor, but he's spot on target. The only way, ladies and gentlemen, he says through COVID-19 is by achieving the modest 10 to 20% natural herd immunity, and then the virus will snuff itself out. It'll get weaker and weaker and eventually be a non-factor. Naturally acquired herd immunity to the COVID-19 combined with earnest protection of the elderly and the most vulnerable among us is the only reasonable and practical solution, ladies and gentlemen. Handley finishes his article and writes, the data on IFR has now been replicated so many times that the CDC announced that, you know what, it's below 0.3%. In fact, the CDC even says all the doomsday fear is over now. You heard me. The CDC said the doomsday fear is over now. But the mainstream press <laughs> just keeps banging on that thing, huh? Oh, you're going to die. Don't go out. Don't exist. Don't breathe. Wait a minute. I thought I can't breathe. That was a big slogan. Well, nobody can breathe now, folks. All right. Anyway, we talked about breaking down COVID-19 as well by Dr. Kelly Victory. Now, this lady is, she's a trauma and an emergency physician, ladies and gentlemen. Her specialty, by the way, for decades has been in disaster. I'm sorry, disaster. And let's see, what's this called? Disaster preparedness and response, okay? Think about that, a trauma And emergency physicians particularly trained in disaster preparedness and response. Okay, that's what we're talking about here. She's also involved in the management of mass casualties. And she basically says the same thing as the other two doctors I highlighted. The one in Layton and this other doctor from uh, um, Brown University. And then you got this third doctor. I just give you three doctors. Of course, none of them are being heard whatsoever. We finished up by saying which side committed treason in the Civil War. Thomas D. Lorenzo writes an incredible article at lewrockwell.com breaking it down. What is treason, by the way? Do you know even? Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution says treason against the United States shall consist only in levying, levying war against them or adhering to to their enemies, giving them aid comfort. So President Trump hasn't committed treason at all. What has he done against the several states? All President Trump has done is stood back and said they have their sovereignty too. I'm going to give my guidance and my opinion, and, 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 but we're going to let them decide for themselves. And even when he's criticized for not cracking down and dictating to the states, he's shown incredible restraint. But the folks that are running around in the country today, destroying private property, Destroying public property, killing people, creating violence, literally terrorism on the streets of America, those folks are committing treason against the several states. See, treason isn't isn't against the federal government. It's against the several state republics, right? Treason against the United States shall consist—it doesn't say against the federals. It doesn't say anything like that. So understand we don't know what the definition of treason is in our country these days. All right, that's only hour one, hour two. We had on Dr. Scott Bradley— and we talked about Donald Trump wears masks mask for the first time in public. Is he caving on the issue? I pray not, only time will tell. We are in the midst of a, quote, global pandemic, unlike any the world has ever experienced in more than a century. All right, they say that. But the other side of the coin is it's not so bad. Which do you believe? Is this doomsday because of the corona? Or is it no big deal and we need to get back to life and work? Seems like the country's being split on that very topic. The question is, is will, we, will we trust an agency? Will we believe in choice and freedom? Or will we force, force, force? Government is not eloquence; it's force, said the founding fathers. Beware. It's like fire in a fireplace. When it's contained, it's great. When it's not, it's disaster. Beware of your government, that's all I can say. But the battle's on for the hearts and minds of Americans and people's worldwide over the sacred principle of agency. I'll tell you that right now. Experts now want you to turn off your air conditioner, don't you know? Hey, man, the AC going to kill you because of the COVID. You say, what are you talking about? They say air conditioning's with circulated air. In other words, air conditioning units that circulate the same air in the room should be switched off or only used with an open door and open window because, man, it might kill everybody, give you the COVID. Imagine turning on your AC and then just opening all the doors and windows. That sounds like an environmental disaster. Where are the environmentalists when you need them, huh? We finished up the hour with Dr. Scott Bradley by talking about Sabbath observance. During the COVID-19, we'll prepare people for other challenges. We talked about the importance of making the Sabbath day a delight. The commandment to observe the Sabbath day is a reminder of the need for our spiritual nourishment and the duty to remember the Savior, Jesus Christ. This is so fundamental for every individual and family these days. Don't think of a list on the Sabbath of do's and don'ts on Sunday. Rather, we need to make sure that our Sunday activities don't take us away from the Spirit of God and the intent of the day. Okay, it's not a day of shopping, a day of partying, a day of boating. I'm not here to tell you what to do and don't by list, but I am here to say, It's a day of sacred. It's a day of service. It's a day of love. It's a day of worship. It's a day of prayer. It's a day to get out and serve somebody like Bob Dylan says. Got it? That was literally Monday's broadcast. Tuesday, we talked about California rolls back reopening plans. We also talked about dark days for small businesses as they go belly up left and right. We also talked about Hong Kong. Disney got, well, opened and then closed again, shut down. They claim because of corona, but I say all these shutdowns are because of of out-of-control, belligerent, extreme government. That's what I would say. Government schools in San Diego and L.A. counties will not reopen this fall online only. Well, you can count your many blessings. I'll tell you that right now. Last thing we need is kids in the government classrooms. I'll tell you that right now. The Communist Manifesto government school plan must be shunned. Romney claims corruption in the computation. Is that how you say it? Anyway, um commutation, anyway, of uh, Roger Stone. So of all the things Romney can point to corruption about, this guy's going to look at letting Roger Stone go? Come on now, Mitt. (laughs) Why don't you talk about the SNL banking scandals of yesterday Why don't you talk about the financial scandals due to the Olympics in Utah? Why don't you talk about your carpet bag and the fact that you're a senator in Utah at all? Why don't you talk about, I mean, I can keep going on, buddy. Why don't you talk about Hillary Clinton and the scandals there with their emails? You seem to be quite silent on that. I think he's a Democrat in Wolf's Clothing or something like that. Anyway, the second hour, we talked about this Debbie Gergato's interview with Dr. Richard Bartlett about the vaccinations about COVID-19. America org is her radio program. Incredible show. And there's obviously great interest in what the good doctor has to say. Here's what he says. You know what? We can solve the coronavirus easy. I'll give you the details in just a second along with the final tidbits, and then the show starts with news that networks refuse to use today.
2: As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's advanced distance education program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job, it will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org.
3: Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com. Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen,
1: the late Charlie Daniels rip, my brother. Rest in peace, sir. All right, I'll tell you what, man. Hard hitting talk at your fingertips. Everybody's talking. Thanks for listening. And we talked about this Richard Bartlett, doctor from Texas, speaking out boldly. He says, hey, man, don't fear the corona. you got to act early. But you know what? A common asthma treatment. What's that stuff called, Kurt? Inhaled something? I can't remember that name, you know.
4: Budesonide.
1: All right. Inhaled budesonide is the answer. Do it early. Do it often. And uh, he basically uh, sent a letter to uh, his senator, Ted Cruz. Uh, He has uh, information suggesting that the letter will get the President Donald Trump he says in the 100% of the cases that he's dealt with, and he's dealt with a lot, he's on the front lines. His letter we read over the air, incredible detail. Um, there is, There are solutions for the COVID. We don't need to get crazy. We don't need to get extreme. Other countries are doing it. The evidence is there. The sad part is, uh, well, what's that organization in America, Kurt? They're doing a study about it. It's not the CDC. It's the... Uh,
4: NIH. NIH. That's they the, were Institute setting it up for failure.
1: Yeah, they're yeah. setting up this test for failure on it. Why would they do that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Sam. Why they, are they letting they Fauci rule like the that. roost? Don't know. Yeah, but it all comes that. down to this conspiracy idea where at some point you say, man, I can't believe they want to protect the country. I can't believe they want to do the right thing because everything they do is so wrong. They couldn't do more wrong if they tried. They want the vaccines. They want the money. Ching, a ching, ching. Right? Going on. That's what they want. Right? And all I'm telling you is we better stand up and, and reject the false narrative going on, or at least challenge the narrative. Why does any doctor who doesn't believe in the COVID like we are being told by the mainstream press, why are they all shut down and Fauci's allowed to reign supreme like a, like a lord or something? It's insanity, folks. Anyway, I digress. We ended on a good news hour, though. by the, A guy by the name of Isaiah Cruz, 16 years old, was robbed of his profit selling water bottled water if you will in camden new jersey kind of the hood don't you know but anyway the community rallies behind this kid and the kid he says i tell them god blesses every time when i sell the water i say god blesses thank you thank you god bless he says even if they don't buy my water i still say thank you thank you god bless no wonder they won't talk about this guy. He believes in God. See what I'm talking about? All right. That's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. News the network refused to use starts now. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias.
4: Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam.
1: All right. And our buddy, our dear friend James Edwards, race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America. His book's called Racism, Spacism. He's an author. He's a well-known talk show host in his own right and a dear friend. His radio program, every Saturday night, award-winning show, thepoliticalcesspool.org. Spread the word, thepoliticalcesspool.org. He advocates for the white race. Is he allowed to do that in America? You can advocate for any race but the white race. If you do that, you're certainly a racist. But you know what? I've decided I want to create a T-shirt, and it says I'm a racist. And right under it, it says, because you pro-choice suckers decided for me. (laughs) I don't get a decision in the matter, see? That's how these people are. They're a bunch of thugs. They pretend they're for pro-choice. That's only pro-murder. They're really for no choice for you, you racist thug. Got it? That's how they are. Welcome, James. Sam and Kurt, thank you so much.
5: It's great to be with you. And I tell you, the more time goes by, and it seems as the older we get,
3: and I I turned 40
5: last week or last month, uh, time does go by more quickly. But I was just thinking about where we were four years ago today. This was the week of the Republican National Convention in 2016. Of course, Sam, me and you and Kurt were up there in Cleveland, and uh, we could probably spend the rest of the show reminiscing about that, but it just goes to show that that really was a week I'll remember for the rest of my life, and I'm so glad I got to share it with you all Uh, four years ago this week. But it does go to show uh, how much things can change. I mean, my goodness, did you ever think when we were there – that particular week, that the world would be the way it is now just four short years later. And it's hard to even believe that there's a presidential election going on this year. Uh, It doesn't seem like there is.
1: Amen to that. Four short years. Things have changed. Now they're going to have to do what the Republican National, um, I don't know what you want to call it, convention or whatever, they're going to have to possibly do it outside now. They're debating venues. Some are saying it might be even forced to go virtual. Uh, Time will tell. We'll keep an eye on that ball just for you. Interesting tidbit. Jeff Sessions is out. Tommy Tuberville is in. Endorsed by President Trump beats Sessions. Handily, I might add. What was it, 60 to 39, Kurt?
4: Yeah, it was almost a two to one you know right. uh, what's that landslide uh, 60
1: to 39 a landslide. well uh,
4: yeah i i think it is and uh, you know some would say well what's the story there because um you yeah know, i thought trump hey, was losing
1: the... on the ropes everywhere
4: yeah just being associated one, with I, trump
1: pulls out a double you know two to one win right
4: well and and the thing you got to remember is the president um you know this. This uh, Jeff Sessions goes way back. He was the first senator, first sitting senator, to endorse the president uh, when he was running as a candidate, which you know took a lot of courage, I think. But then somehow, when the president chose him to be the uh, well attorney general, <laughs> uh, seems like uh, right off. Well, he just lost his mojo uh, and basically just didn't do anything uh, with that um, spot. And yeah, so some the are president, saying he turned on um, the president. He says he that he recused protected himself.
1: The to this day.
4: Well, very good. He recused himself, and so nothing uh, really got done uh, during that whole period. And then he finally resigned, and we got a different uh, attorney general. Then uh, he went back. Uh, my preferred candidate from that state, um, you know, Uh, judge roy moore didn't really uh get to make it simply because he got beat up in the media and uh, just by uh fraud and otherwise uh he's not the senator i kind of still hope that the president might say well we could use a uh a new supreme court justice or maybe even a rougher attorney general and use uh, Judge Roy Moore for that. And I hope
1: along with you, Kurt, you're spitting in the wind. He's been very hostile to Roy Moore, who's been very kind and generous and, uh, uh, you know, friendly to the president, too. But the president, you know, it's kind of like spitting in the wind on that one. I pray you're right, but President Trump hasn't been very nice and hasn't defended, um, in my opinion, Roy Moore at all.
4: A little bit of good news in the Roy Moore situation, though. um, He has... uh, uh, at least his uh, lawsuit with Larry Clayman and against that, what is it, Sasha Cohen? Sasha, yeah, is, or whatever. Uh, moving, it's moving for, forward, and, uh, you know, I hope he uh, extracts a bunch of money from him and uh, from uh, Cohen and his uh, handlers, if you will. Hey Amen, on um, both counts. The good Judge Roy Moore uh, fighting the battle, always in the trenches.
1: All right, James, you want to speak out on Jeff Sessions' uh He's out, buddy. He go against Trump, and it's curtains. The new you got the old Republicans. That's the Jeff Sessions, and the new Republicans. That's the Donald Trumps.
5: Yeah, all of that uh, going back to Roy Moore's special, special election, which was held because Jeff Sessions left to go and serve the Trump administration, and Trump got as close enough to Alabama as Pensacola to a rally for Roy Moore. You know, all of this could have been avoided. If the Republicans hadn't defeated Roy Moore, I mean, that's what happened. It was the country club Republicans in Alabama who didn't want to support Roy Moore because of that completely manufactured hoax about him being a pedophile. It was just really one of the most disgusting things the media ever uh, has ever done to anyone. And just really let that sink in because we know how disgusting the media is. Roy Moore is my favorite of the three we're talking about. Uh, but forgetting all of that for a moment, it came down this time to Sessions and and Tuberville, and there's just no doubt at all, Jeff Sessions is a far superior candidate and far more on board with even the issues Trump espouses than Tommy Tuberville. Uh, Jefferson, Beauregard, Sessions, you can't get much more Southern than that. Uh, Sessions is soundhearted on immigration. Uh, again, just a, a, a far superior candidate, but he crossed Trump personally. And because Trump does have this character flaw, uh, he went after him in a vind- vind- vindictive type of way and got a, got the worst of the of the lot that could have been elected between Moore, Sessions, and Tuberville. Alabama's got Tuberville. Now well, and I
1: don't believe that, that Tuberville or Tuberville is going to be uh, better to Trump than Sessions uh, was. Not that I think either of them are good to the president. I think Roy Moore would have been the most loyal by far. Oh,
5: absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Uh would would be you know, let's just call it one uh one A uh, to the Roy Moore number one. But uh is just gonna be another another one and done establishment Republican. I mean there's there's just nothing good. You might as well keep Doug Jones, frankly. Um, but anyway, that that that's where we got, that's where we are. All right,
1: best it's- buy, the latest company across the nation, the huge electronic retailer to require customers to wear masks. So you got states mandating them. You got stores uh, mandating them if you're going to go in their stores. It is their private property, you know. Are we going to be forced to wear masks everywhere? Quick poll on that from Curtin and James. And then I want to talk about an article published in the LA Times coming up. Liberty Roundtable Live on your favorite hard-hitting talk radio station.
0: Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
6: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. After the U.S. Supreme Court recently blocked President Trump's efforts to end the Obama-era DACA immigration policy that protects young illegal immigrants brought to the U.S. as kids, he's promising to sign what he calls a very big executive order on it very soon.
1: I'm going to take care of DACA much better than the Democrats did. The Democrats had their chance. And they blew it.
6: Mr. Trump did not elaborate on what the order will say. In that exclusive interview with CBS, he also said the U.S. immigration system will be a mess if former VP Joe Biden wins the White House in November. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is hospitalized again in Baltimore. The 87-year-old admitted on Monday night after feeling chills and a fever. Then she underwent a procedure, according to a statement from the high court. This is USA Radio News.
7: Balance of nature, changing the world, one life at a time.
5: Balance of nature, no question, your product's a great product. I mean, it's, it's very, very good. I own a couple of businesses, so I'm on the go a lot. There's no doubt that the energy level increased. And again, your product is very, very good, I couldn't live without it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the information. And we talked to Dr. Howard, giving my best, and tell me he's got a great, great product.
7: Don't wait to see what getting over ten servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and thirty-five percent off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling one eight hundred two four six eight seven five one or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA.
6: Jeff Sessions is accepting defeat in the fight to get his old U.S. Senate seat back. The former Attorney General conceding to former Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville in the Alabama Republican primary runoff election yesterday. He is our Republican nominee. We must stand behind him in November. President Trump backed Tuberville over his former AG because Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation. Tuberville will face off against Senator Doug Jones in November. The creators of Glee are honoring actress Naya Rivera. They said in a statement yesterday the actress was special and that it was a joy to work with one of the most gifted actresses they'd ever come across. Following Rivera's drowning in a Southern California lake last week, the three said they'll be creating a college fund for her four-year-old son. Find us online at usaradio.com.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, happy to have you along Liberty Roundtable Live, breaking it down just for you. Hard-hitting talk, always at your fingertips. So Best Buy to require everybody to wear masks now, and it's another massive change. Starbucks doing the same. I could go on and on. Are they going to force us all to wear masks, ladies and gentlemen? I usually, when I walk into a place, tell people I have my mask on, and when they see my face, they kind of look at me and think I'm kind of, you know, What? What are you talking about, Sam? And I say, God gave it to me. Of course, that doesn't fly, and they want to kick me out if I don't wear the man-made covering. Of course, if I wear a Trump is great mask, then they'll beat the tar out of me and probably kill me. Uh, Other than that, it's all good. So it's strange. Are they going to force masks on us all, Kurt? A quick poll, then. Let's move on. Kurt?
4: Yeah, they're in the process of that, Sam. It's part of the whole... um well, political correctness, it just continues on, um, and um, so the one thing, I guess the winners uh, for, of this move, in my opinion, will be the continual movement of everybody to uh, purchase things online so yeah. that uh, you don't have to deal with that, and and uh, those of us who feel strongly against that uh, problem, then we'll embrace any place we can go Uh
1: well, you Maskless, can virtually go you there. Know. You can have a mask uh, emoji emoji, or whatever they call those things. Emoji. There, no curtain. You can have one of them emoji masks. and You know, very, very strange the force that we've allowed to happen in America, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine if I would have said to you 20 years ago, hey, man, <clears throat> the big question of the day is going to be to mask or not to mask. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to be forced to wear a mask in public by all governments and virtually by all private, quote, public property owners? I say private property owners, but public services. And do they have that right? Yes, they do. But at the same time, you know, if I would have brought that up to you, you would have laughed at me and went, are you crazy? No one's going to go along with that. Come on. But literally like sheeple, we've been like lemmings over the cliff. It's insanity. All right, quick poll from you, James. Are they going to force us to wear masks, buddy? Or are the people going to push back?
5: That, yeah, they are forcing us, and the people are not pushing back. I, I've got a lot to say about this, but I'll make it quick. I, From the time this whole thing started back in March until yesterday, I had never put on a mask, not even for one second. But what happened was when I went to the post office to check my mailbox, I had a slip, and so I had to go to the counter to pick up a package. They would not give me service unless I put on a mask put it on for all the five minutes so I can get my package. But you're talking about now the denial of service. Now, this thing is obviously not the threat, not even close to the way it's being portrayed. Uh, you talk about the caseload, Ron Paul talked about this, cases are going up, deaths are not. Anybody can see that this is not a particularly potent killer. Uh, it's really not much more than a cold, in my opinion. Uh, but, yes, we've gotten to the point now well, I've considered, you know, is this, is this just to get Trump out of office? Does this thing all go away on November 4th? Is no,
1: no, and no, sir.
5: Well, let me ask you this. i got two more questions. Is this a beta test to see how that yes. people will be to accept the future mark of the beast? You know, you already talked about denying service. You're talking about going to a cashless society. You have to wear this in order to, to, to participate in society. This is like a beta market, the beast thing. Or, you know, is there going to be something in this vaccine that's going to make us even more docile than we already are? Well, I mean, all I, those questions
1: know, are legitimate. Some answers we have, some we don't. You're right on when you say there's an agenda here. They're literally tying this agenda to global warming, is what's happening. And I have several uh, examples. I mentioned the air conditioner example. They literally are trying to get people to turn off their air conditioners now saying, hey, that indoors circulated air is going to kill everybody in your house. you got to open your windows and doors if you're going to have the AC on. But really, you got to turn off your AC. That's where they're headed, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right. Let's switch to another topic here. I agree they're forcing us to all mask up. And the only way to not mask up is to not really go out in public. And so I think more and more of us are going to be, you know, Operation Hashtag Hermitville is what we're turning into, folks. All right, an article published in the L.A. Times is very interesting. In a way, we're switching gears. In a way, we're not, if you will. Uh, But the article in the L.A. Times is pushing what we need to do is get rid of the racist Star-Spangled Banner. And what we need to replace it with is Bill Withers, lean on me. That's why I play the Lean on Me tune, folks. (laughs) So what do you think? Should we replace the Star-Spangled Banner with Lean on Me, Kurt?
4: (laughs) No, uh, but, uh, of course, uh, when it comes to fixing these, uh, or so-called fixing these problems, uh, they don't really want my uh, recommendations, Sam.
1: All right, Kurt Crosby, the racist says no. We shouldn't get rid of the racist Star-Spangled Banner. How do I know Kurt's a racist? Because he wants to support the racist song over the freedom song, don't you know? The Bill Withers Lean on Me song. Uh, What do you say? Are you a racist too, James? Well, that's what they call me. Yes, sir. (laughs)
5: That's what I've read. That's what I've read about myself. Yeah, see, they've
1: decided for you. See, my T-shirt comes into play, buddy. The free choice folks, the pro-choice people have decided for you that you're a racist. Don't even try to deny (laughs) it, buddy you know, the thing about the 4th of
5: July is, and the thing about being a racist is, and i talked about this, uh, of course, we use the word tongue-in-cheek, but I talked about this 10 years ago when my book came out. I said, you know, the day is coming, and it's really, it was really already almost there 10 years ago, but it's certainly beyond the point now where all white people are racist. In fact, not just white people now, everything is racist. Increasingly, increasingly, a couple of weeks ago, we were reading all of this stuff about how racist the star spangled Banner is, how racist, not only racist, but... Worse yet, White Supremacist, the 4th of July holiday was. And I'll tell you something about the Star-Spangled Banner. Uh, I actually, I played that on my show during the, uh, the opening moments of my 4th of July broadcast. We were live on the 4th. It was a Saturday. And I played a really nice rendition of the National Anthem. And yeah, I mean, if you listen to that, it still gets to you when you think about those patrons of Francis Scott Key and what that must have been like. But a listener of my show sent me in an email. And I didn't know this. The reason they play the Star Spangled Banner before sporting events is that whole thing started back in World War II, during the depths of despair during World War II, uh, or perhaps I believe it might have been immediately after it because the boys were over in in war. But right around that time period, it was a World Series game going on. And um, the crowd was just completely quiet. Everybody was fretful over the war. Everybody was depressed. World Series game, completely quiet. And then I think in the seventh inning, they played the Star-Spangled Banner, and everybody rose and just gave this wild cheer, and that's how the tradition of playing the the national anthem
1: began. All right, well, let me give you this story to kind of help your narrative along because you're spot on about this. It's a patriotism shout for all people everywhere, uh, even people around the world who seek for the freedom that we take for granted a lot of times, and here's what's interesting about this. Uh, They say Francis Scott Key wrote the thing, and he's a flat-out racist and owns slaves and everything else. And that's why it's slave-ridden and uh, hate-filled racism to play it right now. But here's the interesting thing. Back in 1992, Whitney Houston sang that at a very famous sporting event. And believe it or not, if you go search on the Internet, the most popular version, the most prized version ever sung of the Star-Spangled Banner from the time it was created until today is the Whitney Houston rendition. Okay, now what I find interesting about that, by the way, she sang it so beautifully. I mean, other people have sang it too, and there's a lot of good renditions out there, but she's really done the best. I mean, there's no debating it. It was incredible. Now, as far as I understand, I mean, I can't see her, but as far as I understand, she was black, right? <laughs> so let me get this straight. Francis Key wrote the thing, A Racist Slave Thug. We let a rock star who is, um, literally went from a nobody to somebody in the greatest country on the face of the earth that gave her the American dream. She got wealthy. She got famous on her wonderful singing abilities, on raw talent, um, in the place that would let her do so, uh, one of the very few places in the world that she could do so, I might add, the leader of the free world, so to speak. She had no problem singing that song. In my mind, it really highlights the celebration, of the freedom that we've given everybody that have come to this country. No doubt the road's been rocky for some. The road's been the most rocky for the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the Mormons, more so than the blacks and the Native Americans or Indians or anybody else. I mean, they're the only ones that literally had a flat-out extermination order against them in the state of Missouri by Governor Boggs back in the day, forced to flee in the middle of winter with bare, bloody feet, etc., forced out of their homes uh, by bayonet and gun. Uh, The women and children being raped and pillaged and plundered and shoot anybody, women and children on sight, kind of an extermination order from the governor of Missouri. But they went to the United States government, the president of the United States, and asked for a redress of grievance. And he basically said, your cause is just, but I can do nothing for you. You tell me a people that's happened to. Of course, I'm not running around asking you to give me reparations or anything like that. I'm just making a point. (laughs) Highlighting reality, ladies and gentlemen. The bottom line, though, is in a country for Whitney Houston to be able to have no problem singing that, it becomes the best rendition ever sung. And she's a black lady. I think that tells the truth about the founding father's intent and about our intent as a people. We believe in freedom. Right. Right.
8: Kosher. Certified. Put the two words together to get kosher-certified, which is spelled with an S-E-H instead of just S-H. It's the right way to spell this, the German way, and it made it easier to trademark. Now, did I tell you that the letters S-C-H still make the shh sound as in all those American food producers saying shh? Let's keep it really quiet that our product is kosher certified. Think about it. Nearly one century of kosher certification, and hardly anyone outside exclusive observers knows that most packaged food and kitchen products are literally certified by religious intermediaries. Well, because you, consumer, are indirectly paying for this, the Certified app is here to make kosher certification awareness an inclusive matter for people of all faiths and identities, and it even boasts a unique database of products not kosher certified. We call that NKC. Start memeing it. It's fun. NKC, not kosher certified. Now to confuse our audience even more, we put a question mark at the end of our name, and that really cinched our trademark approval. It relates to the website where you can begin your new shopping behavior, thekosherquestion.com.
0: Attention, Liberty News Radio listeners. Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. Politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-gooders, to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, Barry Weiss. I guess was of the New York Times, a big-time editor, etc., opinion writer, etc., etc. She quits. She cites bullying by colleagues, and what she calls. An illiberal or illiberal environment. Now, do you know much about the word illiberal, Kurt?
4: Well, I guess it's uh, dangerous for liberals. No, 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 no,
1: no. No. Uh, I-L-L-I-B-E-R-A-L, illiberal. I had to look it up because I didn't really know, but here's what it means. Intolerant,
4: narrow-minded,
1: unenlightened, fundamentalist, reactionary, alt-right, conservative, What? Undemocratic, anti democratic, authoritarian, strict, repressive, totalitarian, despotic, tyrannical, draconian, oppressive, fascist, opposite, liberal, (laughs) archaic, uncultured, or unrefined. That's just getting started, James.
5: (laughs) Hey, Andrew.
1: Think about this lady that's a big wig at the New York Times and she leaves and that's the word she uses to describe them. In one word, she nails these, in my opinion, narrow-minded, intolerant thugs. And, you know, why she was with them for so long is a good question to ask her. I'd love to get her on the radio to interview her and discuss this uh, in detail. But I look at this and I go, think of that one word that she used. This is why these writers are so good. Their vocabularies are incredible. And in one word, she literally slaughters these people. Barry Weiss at the New York Times quits. She cites bullying by colleagues in an illiberal environment. Boom. Whoa. But, boy, is she spot on, James.
5: You know, when you first started this segment, I thought you were saying Barry Weiss. And we were going to talk about music, but... Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, Barry White, we
1: could talk about that now. He's been able to live the American dream too, right? Now, is that guy white?
5: Uh, no. No, yeah, that, isn't there great irony in there? Wait a minute. Can
1: he have the name White but be a black dude and have the American dream, and then we say we're a bunch of racists that listen to him? I don't know uh, what, what's going on with all that, but there you go. Yeah, but the Barry White
5: thing is interesting. I wish...
1: Now, by the way, it's a female, and her name is spelled differently, just so everybody kind of understands what we're talking about. it's not like my wife. It's B-A-R-I is how you spell her name.
5: Right. Barry, B-A-R-I. Like I said, like my wife, D-A-N-I. So we got a Danny and a Barry, but they're both females. But, yeah, so I wish more, you know, kind of Sean Bergen-esque, Sam, I wish more people in in the media would speak truth to power about what's going on there because it's the media. The media, more than any other, more than anything else, more than any other institution, more than any one person, the media is driving this whole march to perdition that we've been on for, for so many decades now. Uh, it, the media absolutely has the, the power uh, to make something real or to make something disappear. It's just really incredible, obviously. I mean, look at look at the people with the masks. I mean, that, that's media perpetrated.
1: What do you think when she's calling the uh, New York Times illiberal, Kurt? Well,
4: uh, by the way, uh, her last name is Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, and, uh, you know, versus White, uh, where the black man is named White. Uh, but um, this lady... Uh, by the way, I know some white people named Black, some,
1: too, just so you know.
4: Yeah, it's kind of confusing in life. Uh, but anyway, Unless you don't uh, care. she actually worked at the Wall Street Journal before, Um And uh, so now she says she's been a victim at the New York Times of uh, uh, some of the people there calling her a Nazi and a racist. Uh, She says, I've learned to brush off comments about how I'm writing about the Jews again. Several colleagues perceived to be friendly with me were badgered by co-workers, she says. My work and my character are openly demeaned on company-wide slack Channels. What's a Slack channel, by the All way? All right. So Slack uh, is
1: a service that's like an internet chat service. You uh, install a Slack a Slack client on your computer or your phone, or do it over the web, and then it puts a bunch of people together. And it's basically like an instant messenger thing where you can chat and and uh, communicate and upload files and uh, press a button and phone call each other. And it's a communication tool for business, but it's the next version of IM, if you will. It's very very popular.
4: Very good. Um, I the only thing off know about slack was know uh, what's going on. <laughs> yeah when when i was uh, uh back years ago my dad would rope uh that's you know a term that they use for cowboys when they got a cow and a horse and a you know calf and all that kind of stuff and they you'd slack your rope a little bit up and you know you could loosen it up and get it off the there cow you but anyway, you go to slack.com the- com,
1: buddy you can create your own circles and Have a great time with that. All right. By the way, the average U.S. gas price down, Kurt. Two cents over two weeks. No, I'm sorry. It's up over two cents. Not down. It's it's up. And you wonder why. $2.24 a gallon. How come it's up, Kurt, when no one's driving around, man?
4: You'd sure think that the price would go down, but uh, I do think there are a lot of folks that are, I guess you could say... Illegally driving from place to place and going to see things. Oh yeah, and, just spreading around you know, Corona. Just, yeah, that's right. Just uh, you yeah. know, going to family reunions and stuff like that, and out on boats. and are gonna kill man. Dumping a whole bunch of man. fuel. You know. Yeah, I've seen it. And uh, right. you know, it's it's a dangerous situation. I'm sure.
1: All right. There's an opinion editor, Karen Ataya, and she's um, worked for the Washington Post. And now she's calling for Major League Baseball's Texas Rangers team name to be changed. Listen, she's saying that in light of the namesake, law enforcement agencies, you know, history, the team might as well be called the Texas Klansmen. I kid you not. <laughs> Okay, this lady is off her rocker. So what do you think, man? The Texas Rangers, they might as well be called the Texas Klansmen. I thought James Edwards would be the best person to ask about this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, the Texas Klansmen, you going to play on their team, buddy?
5: I wrote, I wrote about it. Let me say again, 10 years ago, we saw this coming. All white people, what is a racist? A racist is a white person, and all white people are racist period. That's going to be the narrative uh, coming soon. And sure enough, it was prophetic. The Texas Rangers <laughs> were some of the most noble people, uh, courageous people, uh, these members of law enforcement that helped tame the Wild West. I mean, Texas Rangers are the personification of Texas. Uh, these were great men. Uh, these were heroes. Yeah, the Texas Rangers are the but this. <laughs> The same as saying, you know, a Ranger is the same as a Clans. And when we saw the whole thing with Washington, they're just uh, the Washington Redskins. They are so emboldened now, Sam. I mean, they're just doing to see what they can get away with now. And, hey, wait and see. Hyden Watson, my friend Keith Alexander says, the Texas Rangers will change their name.
1: It is hard to even fathom this discussion we're having. The Texas Rangers to be called the Texas Klansmen? Got to change their name? What names can we use?
4: I don't think they even need to worry about the name if they're going to just basically uh, do all this political correctness. They're just going to go away anyway, and nobody's going to go to the games and watch them and sport them and buy stuff. So, you know, who cares about what the name's going to be if they're going to do all that?
1: In fact, why don't we just call to just shut down all sports? Because here's what's happening. A bunch of white people are funding all the sports for all these black athletes to get rich anyway. Why don't we just say we're not going to fund that "quote American Dream" that's become a racist nightmare? Well, I tell you, they, they, sports needs to be
5: defunded. If you got the NBA now writing what I consider, arguably, to be a terrorist group. Or, you know, a cop. You know, a group that has been responsible for the murdering of cops. Black Lives Matter is going to be painted on all the courts. But as far as this whole thing, hey. Why not ban the Portland Trailblazers? What were the Trailblazers? You talk about the Oregon Trail, a bunch of white people going from Missouri up to Oregon. You know, you got to ban that.
1: Getting all rich and taking over the Native Americans' land and everything else? Yeah, you got to ban that. Uh, taking their women, and I mean, it goes on and on. Rape culture and everything going on in that, man. Come on.
5: I mean, are these people too stupid to see?
1: You remember they used to say, go up there in them hills, there's women, whiskey, and gold up there, you know? I
5: like that song. That's Yeah, that's a Toby Keith song, I think. Um uh, the um, the thing is, though, they're probably so blinded by hatred of of, of white to, to really understand that when you name a team like, for instance, the Atlanta Braves or the Kansas City Chiefs, you are honoring uh, your vanquished warrior. You know, when 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 Americans renamed named rivers and cities and all of these things after the their defeated enemies, former enemies, they did that as a show of respect is that's
1: respect i don't even know exactly how to respond to this james because really the names of things um really the origins of many names comes from the time and the circumstance and the place uh and it was not you don't name a, a sports team after somebody for derision or hate purposes you name it after it to honor it to revere it to focus exactly. on it to bless it to support it to extend the the remembrance of a kind of a discussion and, They've turned this all upside down.
5: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Why do we call uh, the—we could go on and on and on about this. Why do they call it the Apache helicopter? Well, because the Apache were fierce warriors. They were a a worthy adversary. They are honored. And by the way, you know, evil white people are the only ones who would honor a vanquished foe this way. You know, everybody else throughout history, there was an article that came out in a a major uh, publication that talked about all— all, full stop, all Indian tribes practiced slavery. Uh, and they didn't name their villages after the people that they genocided. They just genocided them, all right? But this is, again, war as hell. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a nasty business, but whites were by far the most gentlemanly about it, and there was some respect afforded. You did not get that if you fell under the sword of a Saracen or a Muslim or any of this other stuff. Only white Christians did this kind of stuff, uh, letting them stay alive. Well, didn't they give them uh, Oklahoma last week? Didn't they feed Oklahoma back to the Indians? I mean, yeah. So, no, this whole thing, we're evil, this, all this, uh, it was, it was, it was done. There was battle fought. We fought tooth and nail. We fought for every square inch. They fought us. They tried to genocide us. We fought back. You go back and you read some of the battles that happened as soon as uh, the settlers landed on this continent. I mean, that whole thing. I mean, the Indians were fierce. All right. They fought for their land. We fought for it, too. That was history. That's the way the world but was. But let's
1: be clear, though, whose land was it before that? And, you know, we can go on and on and on. And the origins of land is a very difficult topic. And I'm not defending taking land from anybody. But I am saying at some point you go, history is so confusing and muddled. What do we do no. looking forward, not looking back, would be my point.
5: I got to say this one thing about that, Sam, to a point, because they were talking about how we took the land from the Indians to build Mount Rushmore and what a white supremacist thing Mount Rushmore is. Well, there was another article that talked about how many different Indian tribes conquered that land and took it from each other before the, the whites took it from the Lakota tribe. The Lakota yeah, but don't worry, though. They
1: can take it from each other. It's no problem. But the white man, you can't take it from us. That's different now. That's right. See, and that's the racist narrative they're pitching, but nobody calls them out on it. I, for one, will. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't like to debate race. I believe we're all God's children, and he loves us all, and we're all equal before him. If we keep his commandments, he'll bless us, and if we don't, we're in trouble. That applies to everyone. But, of course, they say I'm a racist for even saying that. Wow. All right, I want to talk about Pat Buchanan coming up. Kurt's got a great article we'll talk about as we kick off Hour 2 of the hard-hitting Liberty Roundtable talk show. God Save the Republic... We declare this nation shall endure.
0: Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio talk Radio Talk Show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. This is the broadcast for July the 15th in the year of our Lord, 2020. Hour two to two, the goal to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Kurt Crosby and James Edwards, well-known talk show host in his own right, thepoliticalsetspool.org. And dear friend, check out his award-winning broadcast every Saturday night, three hours of hard-hitting talk, calling out the double standards and the hypocrisy, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. Standing up for we, the people, everywhere. He does advocate for the white race. Is he allowed to do that? Race, politics, and hypocrisy in 21st century America. the cesspool.org. All right, I want to talk about this headline that Kirk gave me weeks ago. We haven't had a chance to get to it. I'm so sorry. But we're going to do it right now. The headline says, Cancel the White Men. And what's left? Pat Buchanan on Monument Flap, he says, where do the elites stop when the radicals demand more? Kurt?
4: Well, I don't think they stop, do you? No, sir.
1: Heck no. First they come for talk. You know what? You shouldn't be able to say that. Uh, Then eventually they come and they destroy all your historical monuments and your historical um, reference points. And once they separate you from your history... Eventually, they come for your flesh, man. Amen. Okay, that's what they do. And I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just telling you historical reality. These communists, these socialists, these flat-out terrorist thugs, it isn't about equality for them. If it was, I might be willing to try to uh, accommodate them. The problem is it's not about equality. It's not about fairness. It's not about righting the wrongs of the past. They don't care about any of that. That's their cover because you and I do care about that. We do care about equality. We do care about giving everybody the American dream. Anybody who comes here legally should have an opportunity to have every opportunity possible to them. Not special opportunity, but equality for all special privileges for none. Okay, we all agree with that. Good. That's not what they're after. They hate us. They want to destroy us. uh, And nothing will suffice until they do. Now, they have levels of of willingness to share their agenda with you because if they flat out come and say, I'm I'm coming to kill you, you might push back. But if they say, I just want you to be kind to me and stop abusing me, then we say, well, of course, by golly. And then if I say, well, I want you to just you know give me a little bit of kind of a hand up, you know, a hand up a little bit because of the, you know, abuse I've taken. Then we say, of course, well, sure, I'll give you a hand up. And then eventually they say, well, by golly, Not only do I need a hand up, but, you know, you shouldn't be able to think that way and say that. And and then they start to dictate the narrative and then they start to dictate a whole lot more. And so then the question that Pat Buchanan has, I think, is a real good one. Cancel the white men and what's left. And you know what? I'm not sure who's trying to cancel the white man faster. The white man, because they've fallen for the lie and they're not willing to have any babies. That's a personal choice that white people have been duped into, by the way. Or is it the the, the murder and the mayhem and the destruction of white men and and, and our principles that is the issue? I'm not sure which is more corrosive or destructive, uh, really. But it isn't going to be long until we, the white people, are a minority in America. Uh, And again, I'm not trying to turn this into a race discussion as much as a, don't all people matter discussion well a poor lady who tried to say all lives matters literally got shot in the head for saying so you can't say all lives matters period that's racist that's criminal and we'll kill you for that you got it see this is their agenda and uh there, there's just no way to prevent the point that pat's bringing up kurt
4: and pat buchanan in, in his article um Called uh, Cancel White Men and What's Left. Uh, He says uh, a second war on the Confederacy is underway to disgrace and dishonor all who fought for Southern independence in the War of 1861 to 1865. A second reconstruction is being readied. The St. Andrew's Cross, the battle flag of the Confederate Army, though seen as a banner of heroism and honor to millions, is henceforth to be treated like the Nazi swastika. It has been already Banned at NASCAR races, where it has been widely popular, liberals will fight for the right of Marxist radicals to burn the American flag to show their hatred of it, but cannot tolerate working folks flying the battle flag of the Confederacy to show their love of it. Uh, anyway, uh, that's pretty much what's going on, isn't it?
1: Yeah. So the lady that I was telling you about's name is Jessie Whitaker. She's the one that got shot in the head. For her or someone in her group, literally telling a group of Black Lives Matter folks that, hey, all lives matter, they flat out shot her in the head. Yep. I mean, it's it's hard to even comprehend this. And you could say, well, Sam, that's just a strange example. My response is no. They're rioting and destroying private and public property and hurting people and killing people all over the country. And we're literally having government bureaucrats, the elites, is what Pat Buchanan calls them, endorsing the behavior, or at the least dismissing it as nothing more than a block party or a good time being had by all lie. This is what's going on, Kurt. Anything else from the article?
4: You know, I don't see much more to add from uh, Pat. Uh, One thing I will say, though, is... um you know, um, one of us has a big, long history with Pat Buchanan, and, uh, you know, maybe James wants to talk about that.
5: Well, I appreciate you mentioning that, Kurt. Uh, it was in uh, 1999. I was 19 years old. I volunteered and joined up uh, with Pat Buchanan's final campaign for the presidency and spent uh, all of the year 2000 uh, doing that. I was a delegate for Pat and the treasurer of the of his campaign in the state of Tennessee, and that's how I cut my teeth. And if it wasn't for that, um, the broken road would have never led me all the way into radio and just everything that's happened over the course of my adult life. So yes, and he really knocked it out of the park with, with that article. Uh, you know, Sam was talking about how I'm an advocate for, for, for whites. And, um, you know, basically what we're saying when we say that is, I'm not ashamed of the way God made me. I don't hate my ancestors. I, I'm not ashamed of our history. I think for whatever, you know, flaws we might have had, whatever mistakes we might have made, there's the same mistakes that, that every group of people have made, and we've done a lot more uh, to rectify for those than others, and we've contributed so many wonderful gifts to humanity, technological, scientific advancements, artistic achievements, architecture. I mean, you just name it. Um, White people have done a lot of good in this world, and that's what Pat's talking about. There, if you cancel white, what's left? I mean, you look at a lot of the things that all of humanity enjoys; it came from the hearts and the minds and the creativity of of whites, and that's just the fact. I mean, is that a racist thing to say something good about white? You know, Donald Trump, even uh, you know, it, it was just so shocking to see Donald Trump uh, on an interview. You are so used to any time you say the word white, there has to be something bad you're about to say. you got to be talking about how evil they are, something about slavery maybe. Well, Donald Trump was interviewed by CBS, I believe it was, and uh, they were asking about you know, blacks. They said, well, what about white people? White people get killed by cops too. Uh, they asked about the Confederate flag. You know, there are not a lot of people who love the Confederate flag. Yeah,
1: and now they're basically like, saying it just shows how tone-deaf Donald is and how big of a racist he is. Uh,
5: the fact it's, is it's, it's
1: true, though, and we respect Everybody's lives.
5: Well, exactly, Sam. Exactly. And what Trump said wasn't remarkable. I mean, it's just basic common sense to, to to anybody with a working mind. But to hear an elected official say use the word "white" in anything other than um, a negative context was just really incredible. And I'll give him credit for that. Uh, but yeah, what you were talking about with that young girl—I think she was. Well, she—you know—she was in her early twenties. She was a mother. They got into an argument at a shopping center, she and her fiancé, with a group of Black Lives Matter terrorists, basically. I mean, you're talking, I mean, obviously these people were murderers, and she basically just said, I think all lives matter, all lives matter, okay?
1: And, And then they walked away because both sides were armed and they wanted to avoid a confrontation, and I guess then literally as she walked away or whatever, I guess they got to a bridge and she just got shot. Yeah, what happened was they,
5: they you know, the, the situation de-escalated. I mean, imagine, you get killed for saying all lives matter. Um,
1: and then, hold on, and then you try to de-escalate. Let's add that and be very clear.
5: De-escalate. de it. They thought it was settled, you know, and it's it, it, uh, uh, tempered down. And then this group of murderers, these Black Lives Matter murderers, they go outside and lay in wait until this young lady comes out, and then they, they kill her. And now... Just really, as a father, so heart-wrenching. The, the, the son, I think he had a two- or three-year-old little boy, and he's asking, when can we go to heaven and bring mommy back? I mean, my God almighty. And, and, and if, if ever, can you imagine ever a white person doing that to a group of blacks? And this was completely not heard. You've completely not heard anything about this. It be very, very, I mean, minuscule coverage, and there is stuff like this happening on a daily basis now.
1: Right, and you don't hear a word about it.
5: There are so many, so many hate-driven, hate-fueled attacks that have been made this summer by blacks against whites. And that is just, look, we all have black people we know and that we respect and appreciate. I can get along with anybody, but I'm telling you what I see, and that is a lot, more than I can count. I see them on Twitter feed every day, whites walking around, getting cold-cocked, getting knocked in the back of the head, getting attacked, getting killed, getting stabbed, attacked, just because they're white. you talk about whites are standing on the street corner, black walks by black guy attacks them. That is that is a true hate crime as ever. I mean you talked about they didn't even have any interaction. He saw they see white people and they attacked. And that is going on every single day and that is real. And what they are protesting about what what have whites done that could compare to that?
1: And All right, and ladies and gentlemen the bottom line is our prayers go out to Jessica. And her family and her fiancé, and I guess she had a little child. Jessica Whitaker was shot to death after she told the BLM thugs all lives matter. Our prayers are with her. I want to come back and talk about these masks in the the government schools. We'll do it in a second. Hang tight. Stay there, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Liberty Roundtable live.
0: With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
1: All right. More than half of U.S. parents say that sending their children back to school in the fall is going to be dangerous. Is a risk to the health of their children. More than half are saying that. And a significant portion of parents are having a problem with the mandated masks. The governor in Utah mandated masks for children going back to government schools. And uh, it's a big problem, and moms are getting. Well, let's say this: they're getting frustrated, and they're taking action. Janelle from Utah, welcome to Liberty Roundtable. Hey, thanks so much. Um, I guess this
11: is more of maybe a, a public service announcement okay. <laughs> than anything. But I, well, I just wanted to make all of the listeners aware who are um, in, listening in Utah that the uh, the Utah County Commissioners are discussing making an appeal to Governor Herbert. For an exemption from the mask mandate for the Utah County schools. Um, It's actually going to be discussed today at the County Commissioners meeting at 3 o'clock at the County Commission or Utah County Administration building. Um, And I actually, a friend of mine sent me a copy of the letter she got from Commissioner Lee. This is actually in his own words. And he's for, by the way, for this um, exemption from the mask mandate, he's kind of leading the charge, if you will. He said, if you would like to make your voice heard, be sure to attend the meeting. Right before the commissioner's meeting, from 2.30 to 3, at the Utah County Historic Courthouse, a group of citizens will assemble to express their concerns about the state, state K-12 school mandate. Um, so that's directly from Commissioner Lee. And I, I want to emphasize that that's a completely, that's like an organized meeting. It is not a protest the two thirty to three meeting. They're just kind of going to go over like who's going to speak at the commissioners' meeting and things like that. It's not like a if you want to come, if you want to come, come be a, a body count member. But it's not a like a protest of any sort. But the more of us that show it's more up of an
1: there, informational meeting to understand and to truly get out. What are we discussing? What are the options? Right. What are the solutions? It's that kind of a meeting, right?
11: Yes, exactly. And the more people that show up there, the more our county commissioners will realize we don't want this mask mandate. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if like five people show up, then I feel like it's going to be like, oh, okay, maybe Utah County's not really that against it. But the more people that show up, the more they'll be like, oh, we really are against it. Um, and so I'm also thinking, like, if you can't make it to the gathering today, just at least take a few minutes to write to the county commissioners. And then if even if you're not in Utah County, to the governor. Um, just letting them you know that you're not gonna stand for this government outreach and you're not gonna force your children to wear masks to school. Um, this is not okay. We are not <laughs> we are not okay with this. Get your hands out of this local things. Like, yeah, anyway.
1: <laughs> All right. So give everybody is there a website where they can learn more too?
11: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um the meeting actually is just um you can you can just go on to the the county commissioner's website and just see that they're having a meeting today and you can see that it's a line item in their agenda um but as far as like emailing your commissioners you can go to utahcounty.gov and then just click on government and it pulls up um links to their bios and their contact info Um, and then governor herbert there's been actually like three petitions that i know of that have been started and taken down (laughs) all right the best way to reach out to governor herbert is to just go straight to his web, Well, go straight to the Utah, it's governor.utah.gov.
1: And a lot of people would say, then, Sam, if this is a uh, national slash uh, international show, why are you putting on this thing about one local county uh, or one state? And the answer is because this is really happening all over the country. Janelle's right. just been we'll, willing to we'll, speak we'll, out about it and we'll push back on it, and that's here. what this is about, right?
11: Yeah, exactly. We're hoping that if one county can start it, then it will be like a precedent or a domino effect that other counties will we're hoping other counties will follow our example
1: and follow suit. All right. And I, before I let you go, Janelle, I don't mean to be uh, yeah. rude. I don't mean to, you know, uh, cause you trouble. But I do have a few questions that I want to ask you, to be honest with you. No, do go you for think it. that masks are the worst thing in government schools? See, I think the sex education and the communist indoctrination and the compulsory education that we've fallen into in America, which is the 10th plank of the communist manifesto. Uh, and And these kind of things are 10 times worse than the masks will ever be. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not for masks. But I guess I'm saying if I were to be if I were to list all the things that I worry about putting my kids in a government education system, it would be the indoctrination going on about same sex views about, you know, lesbianism and and, and gay behavior and transgender uh, about the godless society where you can't talk about God in those schools at all. They have your kids for eight hours a day and literally indoctrinate them, even if you have good teachers that are your neighbors that do their best. They're doing their best in spite of the system that's rolled out, that teaches that really God is government and government is God. And, and what I guess I'm saying, it seems to me like the masks would be the least of parents worries.
11: (laughs) Well, you know, and I've, I've thought about that. Um, from a personal experience, I actually have most of my younger children in a charter school that I absolutely adore. And I know what their stance is on these things. And I know that that's not being taught at least at the elementary level. Um, But I think what it comes down to is there's a lot of parents that cannot homeschool their children. Either they're working, both of them working full-time, they're single parents, They just some of their children have special needs that they cannot meet in the home. Um, And so it's so, 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 so important that we as parents take that responsibility on outside the walls of education to teach our children. I mean, we have conversations with our oldest son all the time about economics, about liberty, about the Constitution, about all these things, um, he was listening in on a, um, a, a board meeting stream, a school board meeting stream, <laughs> the other night, and the teacher was emphasizing about how it's so important that we uh, take on responsibility to keep our kids safe, and he, he muttered, he goes, it's not your job to keep me safe, <laughs> and I was like, you're right! It's not, Logan. It's your own job to keep your own self safe. Um, Well, so
1: what I tell my kids, I teach my kids at home and or send them to a private school at my own expense. I've never put a kid in the government school ever, and I've got eight children. And when once in a while, my kids have said, Dad, what if I want to go to the government school? Will you let me? And I said, well, as soon as you earn $15,000 a year and pay your own way, then you can go. Until then, you can't go because you're not going to be a socialist under my roof and steal from your neighbor to go.
11: That's true. (laughs) I think for those of us that have the kids in the public school we have to be aware it's true we have to be aware of what they're being taught i think the biggest thing with this mask mandate is that it's just another reach of the government it's just the governor sticking his hand a little bit further
1: it it is but once you once you turn your kids over to them though at some point you say don't they have some authority when they're the ones that are the guardians they're the ones that are the chaperones they're the ones that are the teachers they know better than you right (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean? You've said that you can't do it, and they can. You've said that they're they, they're more capable than you are, right? they not capable. They're situations. There are plenty of parents
11: that are not in a situation to be able to stay home
1: with yeah.
11: their children. It's just, for some people, that just is mean. Maybe
1: they better move to the farm.
11: <laughs> Possibly so. Well, I think what upsets me the most about the mandate is, again, it's the government sticking his hands in to a local area where it doesn't belong um
1: yeah like sex education that area oh, you mean sorry. what what i'm trying to get at is what area will be next what will the next item be that the government schools the communist government schools do that make you go wait a minute they've crossed the line again right i will it be sex ed to, um i
11: don't know will it be doubt, though
1: will I it be that your kid upset. will it be that your kid has to refer to a he as a she and a she is a he
11: well, we'll see
1: about that. <laughs> you know, will it be? Uh, be honest, this
11: is my first uh, foray into.
1: Will Will it be that your children have to learn from gay and lesbian and bisexual and transgender instructors? Well, and, and, and I don't know the do. answer. I'm just posing to you right. what I'm. What I'm trying to get at is this is one of a gazillion items that are going to be confronting you as you raise your children and deal with education.
11: Yep, it's true. And I guess as far as like the gay and lesbian things, I, I do feel like my children need. To understand and learn. We'll come home. We'll have a conversation. We'll talk about, Is do we agree with that? Does it matter? Do we treat that person with love and respect? Um, and just be involved. Know what your kids are learning in school. Talk with them. See what they're coming home with. And make sure you're not giving all oh, your responsibility.
1: Oh, up to them Understood. Me, for one, I will never turn my children over to a godless system. Oh. Never. <laughs> Well, they're, they're,
4: One little thing to add, Janelle. Uh, by the way, uh, hats off to you for participating in the program. Or and at in, least the system, in the system, too. Pushing back where you believe uh, it relevant is important, yeah. too. You know, because there's very few people that do that. Most of them just, you know, stand back and say, well, they told me I had to do this. So uh, we know you've got a pretty good parentage and, uh, you know, we've got some courage there. Uh, but I can tell you this when it comes to homeschooling, If you're doing it, you know what they get taught, you know what they're doing, and by the way, those little kids, before you know it, they'll be old and you'll be wishing you spent more time with them, guaranteed.
1: (laughs) Well, that's all of us. Janelle, plug the meeting one more time. Where and when? Go.
11: Okay, it is the Utah County Commissioner's Meeting. It starts at 3 o'clock at the, um, oh, my gosh. At the county commissioner's building, at 3 o'clock, there's a meeting right before it at 2.30, a a peaceful meeting to talk about how we feel about that.
1: Our pleasure for your success, ma'am. Thank you so much.
11: Great. Thank you.
1: All right. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds, folks.
0: Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
6: USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. After the U.S. Supreme Court recently blocked President Trump's efforts to end the Obama-era DACA immigration policy that protects young illegal immigrants brought to the U.S. as kids, he's promising to sign what he calls a very big executive order on it very soon.
1: I'm going to take care of DACA much better than the Democrats did. The Democrats had their chance. And they blew it.
6: Mr. Trump did not elaborate on what the order will say. In that exclusive interview with CBS, he also said the U.S. immigration system will be a mess if former VP Joe Biden wins the White House in November. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is hospitalized again in Baltimore. The 87-year-old admitted on Monday night after feeling chills and a fever. Then she underwent a procedure, according to a statement from the high court. This is USA Radio News.
7: Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time.
11: I like the product very much. I wake up in the morning, I'm wide awake, and I'm raring to go. I'm almost 76, and I'm working two different property management companies six days a week, and I was really, really dragging. I mean, I could barely get myself to work. And it all culminated when I started taking Balance of Nature. It didn't happen right away. I had to take it for a little while. And all of a sudden, I just made a mental note, hey, I'm feeling better. And I am, so I really
7: like this product. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling one 800 or by going to balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive the special radio offer by using discount code USA.
6: Jeff Sessions is accepting defeat in the fight to get his old U.S. Senate seat back. The former Attorney General conceding to former Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville in the Alabama Republican primary runoff election yesterday. He is our Republican nominee. We must stand behind him in November. President Trump backed Tuberville over his former AG because Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation. Tuberville will face off against Senator Doug Jones in November. The creators of Glee are honoring actress Naya Rivera. They said in a statement yesterday the actress was special and that it was a joy to work with one of the most gifted actresses they'd ever come across. Following Rivera's drowning in a Southern California lake last week, the three said they'll be creating a college fund for her four-year-old son. Find us online at usaradio.com.
1: Yeah, man. Everybody being forced to wear a mask. It ain't just in government school there now. Kids are forced to wear a mask to roll into the store. And None of that pro-choice
4: stuff going on.
1: No pro-choice unless you want to kill them. Then you can bust out the pro-choice card. Good point. All right. Sad tale to tell. Sean Davis on the news, Kurt.
4: Well that's right. Sam uh Sean Davis uh, says uh, uh writer there at Breitbart uh, says uh, Federalist comments section will return. Looks like NBC partnered with left-wing group to use Google to go after us. Um you um <laughs> anyway uh I guess he's the Federalist co-founders who Sean Davis is by the way. Um and uh you know they They got some heat uh, because of some of the comments, which are, you know, you kind of think comments are what people would read and then they would just write themselves. And yet, uh, if you have bad comments on your uh, site from somebody that just reads and, you know, just not approved comments, then you're in trouble, you know.
1: Darn right. It's interesting. Uh, By the way, are you a federalist, Kurt?
4: Well, isn't it somebody that's trap you, buddy. for the federal? I know that's a bear trap question. I'm it's not on purpose. It it's because the uh, the people are deceived. It's on just this. how they do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So here's the well, real deal. I'm,
1: so you are a federalist, yes. Kurt, in the tradition of the founding fathers. But understand that the tradition of the founding fathers, the people who wrote the anti-federalist papers, are the federalists. The people who wrote the federalist papers are nationalists. And there's a big difference. The federalists believed in a tiny federal government and believed in incredible state sovereignty. They were 10th Amendment folks. So the Federalists were Anti-Federalists. Federalist. right. But the people who were Federalists or who wrote the Federalist Papers, they're Nationalists. And nationalism means a huge government. So I'll give you an example. Patrick Henry was a Federalist, but he would write the Anti-Federalist Papers. And Alexander Hamilton was a Federalist who would write the uh, Federalist Papers. Uh, but he's really a nationalist. Uh, it just shows you how words change. The founding fathers were considered liberals. Anyway, I digress except to make that point, James. Are you aware of all that? Uh, no, you know, anytime
5: I think of the word federal, it uh, brings up, it conjures up a definitely quite striking negative connotations. But uh, it's interesting the history of words and how words get changed. Ain't that the truth?
1: Yeah, that's right, and I can't even pronounce Tuberville, so there you go, people. Just show how redneck I am now. All right, anyway, Sean Davis, interesting article to say the least. I skipped the headline. I want to get back to it. University employee in trouble, Kurt.
4: Well, this uh, Worldnet Daily's got this piece, the source is the college fix, but uh, it's in their Brave New Schools section. It says university employee loses job due to killing a black teen as a cop 26 years ago. Um, I guess you just can't really repent, uh, Sam, as far as I can tell. Sub headline College Cites Its Institutional Commitment to Racial Justice and Equity. Uh, so, anyway, Peter Wait a minute. Amico. Wait a minute. Are we going to yeah. go back and
1: look at the case to find out if it was justified, or are we just going to barbecue this poor guy at the stake?
4: Well, as far as I can tell, Sam, it just depends on what color the individual was. Um, they're like saying his, a white uh, personnel uh, mode,
1: James. That's right. You know, I, I know <laughs> it sounds insanity, but I'm saying, look, they're not even going to dig into the case to find out if he was being a legitimate police officer doing a good job protecting Americans, regardless of what color. They're not going to dig into it. Either. They're just going to literally barbecue this guy. Yeah, if
5: you want, it sounds like what happened in Minnesota. <laughs>
1: But this is literally 26 years ago. We're not even going to look into it. We're just going to go, hey, man, you know what? You had a job. We didn't dig into your past enough. You killed somebody back in the day as a police officer. It's kind of like saying you were in a war. You know, in other words, it's a different scenario. We're in a police officer or in a war. or It's not like you just ran out and killed somebody. It is that you were doing your duty, doing your job to some degree, oftentimes self-defense, oftentimes protecting the sacred lives of the innocent. But they have an institutional commitment, don't you know, to racial justice and equity. But there's no justice in that that I can see. Well,
5: what you've got now is a bunch of uh, busybody ungood doers who are going through, and if they can find anything in your past, you know, it used to be, what was it? Wasn't murder the only thing for which there existed, no statute of limitations? Well, now it's uh, anything you might have done that would have been somebody who, who hates white people, I guess, is also on that ledger now. And they'll go back, and if you ever said or did, I mean, obviously this case you're talking about is, is uh, uh, more serious and not as trivial, but no, it doesn't matter. If they go back and they find it. Yeah,
1: you it's, cheered it's, for them, them rangers. You're fired, you racist. You know, it wouldn't probably wouldn't be much longer. Uh, you know, you, you,
5: <laughs> we keep going at this stuff, at this pace. Yeah, anybody that wants to keep the Texas Rangers name, I was just reading during the break, they're trying to change the name of the North Carolina Tar Heels now. And they say that's racist. Yeah, you can't be so saying Tar
1: Heel, buddy. What are you doing? That's like so the N-word. Somebody
5: that, that Duke University... Old man Duke himself was himself a Confederate soldier. So, you know, we need to change Duke
1: University. I'd love to see that. Yeah, change it from Duke to Puke University. (laughs) All right, NBC News reporter. Um, Thanks, foreign groups, Kurt, for what collaboration and pushing Google to defund the Federalists, right?
4: See, this is part of that other story, uh, you know, and what you've got is these uh, so-called... approved types, which would be NBC News. Um, yeah. And then uh, they're using their buddies to go after their competition, in this case, the Federalist. And so we're seeing this uh, over and over. It's kind of like that Barry Weiss story where you've got that yeah. lady who she said in in her resignation uh, paper that she said, hey, the reason I came on here at the New York Times was that I wanted to... Uh, Help, um, uh, uh, apparently, she says, uh, you guys were kind of out of touch on the last election uh, when uh, President Trump won. And uh, so I thought that you might want some, uh, you know, outside Well, they said they were going to quit and, you know, lying, didn't they, things.
1: over there at the New York Times yeah. and stuff like that? They said they were going to quit but peddling they lied false. about that. Oh, yeah, good point. All right, let's talk about espionage then, Kurt. 54 espionage. scientists at the National Institutes of Health, otherwise known as affectionately as the NIH, lose jobs in espionage probe. Kurt, well, um,
4: you know, <laughs> Sam, I, I, it seems like we have so many, much of this. Uh, if you really want to look into it deep, uh, you're, you know, you've got such a massive government and so much money that gets spent everywhere, and then you have. People like the you know, communist Chinese that figure, hey, if there's a whole bunch of money there, we might as well get our uh, parts of it. And so they uh, buy access, if you will. Um, and so that's what I think is going on. What do you think?
1: What do you think? They're hiring a bunch of communists? Is that what's going on over there? I think
4: they start out as communists, you know. The, I mean, you got all the... Um, universities that basically train them, don't you think? Yeah, so
1: these 54 scientists have been resigned and or ended up being fired as a result of an ongoing investigation because the failure of NIH grantees to disclose financial ties to foreign governments, folks. So they say 93% of the 189 scientists who uh, work at the NIH, well, they've been investigated to date in the communist China. Was the, what do they call it? The source of their undisclosed support?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. imagine. I don't they see they what the problem Trump with that is, <laughs> though, Kurt.
1: They're our favored nation trading status. Everybody's a recipient, aren't they? Of the communist they Chinese, quote, pals. philanthropy. And, there. And,
4: and ladies and gentlemen, of course, we don't mean anything against the good Chinese people. No, they're we're not communist, though, the, Kurt. <laughs> that's right. They're we're just, we're just people trying, trying to live their lives. We're, we're talking about the... Communist people uh, that basically kill and do do anything to basically move forward, and they want to control America, and they're working hard at it. What do you think of the yeah.
1: espionage scandal, James? I've
5: got to tell you, as I was listening to y'all talk about this, Liberty Roundtable has the best news sound in the business. I don't know why y'all find all these stories. I consider tell myself pretty well read, and y'all, y'all always bring up something multiple times on a daily basis that I've not heard of before or considered.
1: Amen. we hit hard, buddy, and we tell it like it is. Now, let me explain. There's a lot of people that are communists that are Chinese, but they don't mean to be communists. That's just all they know. You can't blame them for that, folks. Again, they're God's children, and they don't really know better. They've never experienced different. How do they know? I'm not talking about those people, okay? There's a lot of socialists and communists in America, too, that are in the same boat. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about the movers and the shakers that literally tried to force communism on the world and that's what we're talking about here and you know there you have it but the big problem with this scandal is that they're all taking money from communist governments to fund their science projects and they all got caught with their hand in the cookie jar at the nih and i got an answer for them you ready for the answer kurt well i would say
4: you might just eliminate oh that's unconstitutional, hey president Sam. donald
1: john trump would you please shut down the National Institutes of Health, even the NIH? Sounds almost like the N-word. I mean, you know, just even saying that makes me cringe and go, <laughs> shut it down, please. It's costing us way too much money. It's all infiltrated by the communist Chinese. Shut it down, president. Get her done, buddy. we got to start somewhere and clean up the swamp, don't we? Well, the connection to the Chinese swamp ought to be the starting point. I'll tell you that right now. Liberty Roundtable Live.
12: Talk right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right. All the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. TalkRight makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download TalkRight today from Google Play or the App Store. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401Ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen, by a friend of Medjugorje, whether you are poor, middle class or rich, it Ain't Gonna Happen, a book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It Ain't Gonna Happen, by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled N-E-J dot or call Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000.
1: telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, you got to ride like the wind to beat socialism and communism. I'll tell you that right now. We're in bed with all of them. No wonder we got so many problems in the greatest country on the face of the earth. Let's jettison communism, jettison the godless agenda, and let's turn to the almighty author of the universe, shall we? I digress, except for I want to make a point here. You know, they always say, well, we got to get rid of the national anthem, got to replace it with that Bill Withers lean on me tune, right? We mentioned that a little bit before. Literally, they're calling for that. Get rid of the Star-Spangled Banner and replace it with the Lean on Me tune. But Lean on Me, the tune was played in a movie called Lean on Me. By the way, a great movie that changes the face of education, I might add. But this black dude literally goes into the hood and the schools and changes the schools for the better, and it's a really good movie. Um, but one of the things he says in there is he's the HNIC. Yep. All right. Now, I told you that I don't know that I can handle the um, National Institute of Health, the NIH, or whatever it is. Uh, But he says he's the HNIC, and that stands for Head Nigger in Charge. Now you say, Sam, you can't say that. Well, wait a minute now. He says it all through the movie, and no one's complaining a bit. In fact, they're ready to call Lean on Me the song, the national anthem. And every time I hear that song, I think about that guy, and I think, you know what? Who is in charge around here? Is it Barack Obama? Is it the Donald? Is it Bill Clinton? Who the heck's in charge around here? And I don't mean to say that name or word flippantly, but I'm saying, look, when my kids heard that, they're like, what does that mean, Dad? What does the HNIC mean? And I tell them, and they're like, well, I don't understand. Then you got to go through the whole thing. and So then my kids say, well, why is this black dude using that word then if it's all derogatory and such like that? And my response is, well, they're allowed to use it, and we're not, see? Barack used it, and I got a sound clip of it. They've tried to find Bill or... Um, Donald Trump using it, and they can't, and they just don't know what to do with themselves over that. But see, this is what we're talking about. And the double standard is beyond uh, amazing. But how do we have that as the national anthem when that's kind of one of the biggest pieces in the show? That's the showdown for power, isn't it? And then what happens is one black guy says it, and then another black guy says it again and says, "Uh uh-uh, I'm top dog, baby. Sit down, shut up, and listen, or you're gone. Is that what they're saying to the whole nation, sir? James? You know, I know that
5: movie, Lean on Me, it stars Morgan Freeman as Principal Joe Clark. And you're right, Sam, that is a great movie. I've seen it many times. It came out, I guess, in the late 80s, and I remember watching it as a kid. It's really enjoyable movie, good story, uh, good acting. And he doesn't just say H-N-I-C. I mean, he says the whole thing. Uh, you know, he says the whole word, and,
1: you know, of course. Uh, but, but, but so does his boss. Yeah, you're right. His boss, boss overrules <laughs> him and says, no, you ain't I. And the HNIC. Okay, and I'm just saying, if you're going to do that power trip and use those words in there and anything else, and then you want lean on me to be the national anthem? <laughs> hey, now, who's the HNIC in America right now? Let me just ask you the question. You can answer it now. Don't be afraid. Who's the HNIC in America? Like a
5: single one? I mean, there is yes. no No, 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 there's one.
1: And they also have another nickname for him. It's called Commander-in-Chief, sir.
5: Yeah, but he doesn't
1: have any power. (laughs) I know, but that's a different topic now. Right? See, it's Donald Trump. It used to be Barack Obama. Right? All right. Anyway, I digress, except I really wanted to kind of highlight that because it's amazing how we jettison history when we want to, but we embrace history when we ought not to. And I don't know what's going on around here, man. All I can tell you is, man, this redneck can't handle all these contortions. It just gets too confusing for a guy like me.
4: Inmates are running the asylum.
1: But who is the HNIC curtain in America? Is it Nancy?
4: Well, i tell you who's the big in charge person of of all the world. And it's the same one that's been in charge of the whole thing uh, ever since. And they're trying to get rid of him uh, as well. And you can't really even say the name of God.
1: What would you say? He's the head in
4: reverence, the creator of all. I think they call that
1: the Godhead.
4: Yeah,
1: that's a little different than an HNIC, isn't it?
4: I would say so, Sam.
1: Uh, And I'm sure he's no doubt, undisputedly in charge. All right, Philippine news site, Kurt.
4: Well, yeah, the headline from, uh, you know, the Breitbart Boys, Philippine news site founder, comma, Time Person of the Year Faces Up to Six Years in Prison for Journalism. Yeah, uh, they convicted uh, the founder of this uh, news website that was critical of the president, Rodrigo Duterte, uh, and um, sentenced this lady to at least six months and up to six years in prison. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of puts a damper on. Uh, Glad you know,
1: we ain't reporting, reporting in the Philippines, think, huh, James? So. <laughs> well, it's coming,
5: Sam. You know, you're talking about the communist Chinese. We're doing everything we can to kind of catch up to that totalitarianism that they've got over there. There is the hard totalitarianism. Here it's soft. Yeah, you don't go to jail yet. But you do go to jail in places like the Philippines. You go to jail in places like even uh, West, uh, you know, the U.K., uh, Western Europe. You go to jail. It's it's coming here. Yeah, you better believe it. So if we, we better appreciate the one little freedom we have left for as long as we have it, because that stuff about the Philippines, you know, it could happen as soon as the next turn.
1: I pray not, but I know you're right. I wish President Trump would get on that slander and libel stuff asap. Man, you know. All right, Cumulus is in the news, man. You know who Cumulus is, right, James?
5: Oh yeah, they're the big uh, media conglomerate.
1: Well, it's also the name of some clouds, and I guess it's, coming, it's becoming cloudy skies for those folks over there now. Cumulus cutting jobs, eliminating their news network. Cumulus will stop providing news via Westwood One. This is a huge meltdown of the corona pandemic. They say in a letter sent out, Cumulus notified all. 900-plus Westwood One affiliates that its service would be shutting down August 30th due to extraordinary circumstances, whatever that means. Due to the extraordinary circumstances cited in the current marketplace, Westwood One, news will be ceasing operations. Please accept this letter as official notification of the cancellation. And, uh, you know, there you go. Now, I'm telling you right now, that's one of the biggest organizations uh, in the country. These are the folks that syndicate Michael Savage, don't you know? James? Well, there was, um, I, I say this
5: jokingly, I guess it's always sad when, when people lose a job because you talk about families that are going to be hurt for that. But uh, there was a, uh, not that anybody ever cares about us, <laughs> but there was um, something when the coronavirus hoax first started the shutdowns first were implemented with you know, the canals in, in Venice were clear. Venice, Italy were clear for the first time. And I can't remember how many decades, you know, you can see to the bottom. They said nature was healing itself. And I've seen a lot of uh, so-called journalists and news people. And, you know, it's really the conservatives are just as bad as the, as the liberals. They'll, they'll uh, uh, disagree on the periphery and uh, maybe on the margins, but there's really not. Very much difference at all in terms of uh, content, and so you know, I, I, I said that one time. By, there was an article about all these people in media who had lost their jobs because of the coronavirus. I said, "Nature is healing itself." So
1: there you uh, have it, Kurt. You it. want to respond to this one?
4: Well, cumulus. Uh, let's see. Uh, Makes me I'm think of the Queen song. The,
1: another one bites the dust, and another one's gone. Yeah. Another one's gone. Another one yeah, bites the dust. I guess hey, hey,
4: Bart Tesler. There, he's the uh, Westwood One news. They call him an EVP. I'm That's kind of like sure the I see a
1: little bit there, Kurt.
4: Okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, He says, uh, thank you to our 962 stations and the Westwood One affiliate sales team. It's been a pleasure leading this division of great broadcast journalists. In just five and a half years, uh, Westwood One News went from launch to winners of leading industry honors. Let's see. If you have 962 stations, do you think you're going to... lead the industry yeah including edward r murrow sigma del chai uh national headliner new york radio festival we are very proud of the coverage and programming we provided as well as your support and participation in our success uh they by the way say uh, that the change will not impact its personality driven news talk programming yes yeah, the so savage is still cool you man got- Mark Levine, all right. Anyway, ben it's Shapiro, a big old long deal, Daily but they're Wire.
1: melting down, and there you have it. Why they would cancel that when they could generate so much revenue? I don't know, but their staff's just too massive. Kurt wants to tell you about Barbarians at the Gate before the end of the hour, though.
4: Mm, okay. Yeah, I was suing see. Antifa
1: years ago, and now it's on appeal, says Larry Clayman. Oh, okay. Larry Clayman's yeah, right before now. the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. I guess on behalf of. <clears throat> What's this guy? I guess a Trump gay that got beat up. What's that mean, mm. Kurt? Oh uh, well, it's uh, I guess this guy was gay and he was pro-Trump, you know? and so he got beat up, yeah. Kurt. So it doesn't matter that he's gay. The fact that he's pro-Trump, Trump. so the gay is like a positive thing, and the pro-Trump is a negative thing. And in the, what do you want to call it, uh, governing values or prioritization of values or whatever, being pro-Trump is, well, it well offsets your gayness. What he needed to probably be is a transgender and a, I mean, if you just switch sides okay. on the other, then, you know, you wouldn't get beat up or whatever. But it's interesting, Larry Klayman defending this pro-Trump gay. Uh, Larry Klaiman in front of a pro, or the Ninth Circuit, on a pro-Trump gay that was beat up. It's just hard to imagine this kind of stuff. You want to respond to this one, James? Yeah, well, I mean,
5: it, 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 in a way, I guess you could say that. But at the end of the day, we know we're good people, and we will help people with whom we don't agree with a lot more often than uh, the others will, will come to our aid. You know, they, they cheer uh, our demise. But you know, the thing about that, Clayman, do we think, not to, to change the subject, but do we think that there actually may be justice served in the case of Roy Moore? Now, I know that, that uh, early victory, there, it is going to be allowed to move forward in trial, which, hey, let me tell you something. Don't take that for granted. That's further than I ever got. But I wonder if, if Moore will actually get some sort of a settlement. I hope he does. And I don't think we're just talking about money there. But you know what? That guy's been put through a lot. That guy's owed
1: something. There you have it, Kurt. Any response on this one?
4: Well, uh, at least responding to James, I, I hope uh, Judge Roy Moore uh, gets a boatload of cash and puts those bad guys out of business and then moves forward because uh, he'll be taking that money and doing good things with it. We know right there. the Foundation for Moral Law and uh, Joy, uh, Judge Roy Moore and Kayla do great stuff.
1: I couldn't agree more with the spot on point. But I will say this, ladies and gentlemen, couldn't you can more. listen to hard-hitting <laughs> talk 24-7. Did you know that? Live and on demand at your fingertips? LovingLiberty.net, you can listen online. LibertyNewsRadio.com, you can listen online. And on demand, you can donate there if you have the heart to help some of the greatest news tellers of the business. And, you know, LovingLiberty.net has talk show hosts around the clock. LibertyNewsRadio.com has show hosts around the clock. And you know what? We're doing the very best we can to tell the tale of liberty and to speak out in favor of the greatest country on the face of the earth and to speak out in favor of all that's right, true, Honorable, transparent, moral, good. And we tell you stories about the good, the best we can find them. And we highlight what's wrong and provide solutions to right the wrongs. And our whole goal is to promote God, family, and country. Does it get better than that, ladies and gentlemen? Donate today, live at on-demand radio at your fingertips. LibertyRoundtable.com for James Edwards, the political cesspool.org radio program. Check that out too. Every Saturday night, live award-winning throughout the week listen to your heart's content um the political for sam james and kurt we declare we the people along with the grace of the almighty we can and will restore our grand old republic but by golly you got to get involved make it a great day and choose the right will you we declare this nation shall endure god save the republic of the united states of america